Hi, this is Alex Gary of the Thinker What Works podcast. I'm flying solo tonight because Jason Todd has a speaking engagement. Uh, today, or tonight, we have Steve Kitzman of Kitzman's Lumber out of Dixon in. Uh, Steve, thank you for coming. You're welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, we ask people in for lots of different reasons. This one's almost kind of a personal one uh, because Steve and I know each other from several years ago when I used to work at the Rockford Register so I covered the construction industry and whenever I needed to talk about uh, building trends uh, or what's going on in the lumber industry I would call Kitzman's Lumber and uh, you know your dad was always just very helpful. You guys were always helpful just great. Helpful everybody, yes. Yeah, we're just, you're just great to work with. And then, you know, when the, when the recession hit, uh, you know, I had to write a lot of stories about companies and people I know and liked that just couldn't make it through that recession. And, and when you guys, when Kitzman's Lumber, what, what year was it, I think? Was it 2010? When they finally decided to close down, it was 2011. 2011. When, when I had to go and meet with you guys in that one, I mean, I was as, I, I, obviously, you guys are in sad, sadder than I was. It's your business. But I, I, I just felt awful about that story. Then a, a few months ago, I was looking on Facebook, and I noticed I saw I came across you in Kitzman's Lumber and Dixon. Right. So right. you went back into the industry. So well, can, I, let's, let's talk about what happened after Kitzman's Lumber went under. Well, it was it was prior to the 2011 uh, that I actually uh, uh, ventured away from the the mothership here in Rockford uh, with my family and and my, and my partners. Um, the recession started in 2008 and uh, pretty much decimated our industry. Um, oh, we went from in Rockford. We had like went from 600 housing starts to six. Yes, yes. I mean, it it, it completely decimated. Uh, the industry, everybody was scrambling for sales, trying to figure out where they could where they could maintain and and uh, and even grow a little bit if you could. Um, we've had a location down in Dixon since 1998. Uh, this December here is our our uh, 20th anniversary down in that same building, and so I was uh, I was elected out of the family to to move down to Dixon. Uh, in 1998, and um, how many people were in the business? There was your dad, there was you, and my brother and sister. So oh, there was both. there okay. was four of us. Yep. Susan and Susan Scott. and Scott. Okay, that's exactly right. And um, I was elected to go to Dixon, uh, basically after I graduated in '95, and uh, we wanted to expand. We were in growth mode, and um, and the business was good. We 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 eventually bought a new lumber yard, and uh, that was in '90. That was in 98, uh, December 98, and um, I was managing that for, uh, well, for the past 20 years. And the early 2000s business was phenomenal. Um, I mean, we were, as a company, unstoppable. You couldn't get enough lumber to build a number of houses exactly that were right. going they were, they were throwing up houses left and right, DeKalb, Rockford, uh, Southern Wisconsin, uh, the Chicagoland area. I mean, they were going up everywhere. And um, Dixon was going well, Rockford was going well. So as a company, we had both locations covering Northern Illinois. So we had we had all of our bases covered primarily, and uh, and business couldn't have been any better. And then you throw in the 08 recession, and um, and you guys had moved from Kilburn, yes, uh, in, on the west side of Rockford. That's correct. To a newer location in Loves Park on Windsor and, Avenue, and I assume you took on some debt for that. We took on some debt. So there's so some timing issues. We we yeah. took on some debt, 
And the timing for an, an, an expansion of the company at that time was probably hindsight being 2020 well, probably course, not hindsight but at the time you needed you probably needed it that because that location on kilburn was showing its age one of the one of the things alex that we were we were fighting with uh as a company and as a family was what way do we want to move so my store in dixon um it's a smaller community of fifteen thousand. uh not a lot of new construction not a lot of building going on so in order for me to maintain uh, profitability and maintain uh, growth down there, we looked outside the box and um, we focused on industrial lumber sales, not the new construction. And that provided our company with a base. And that base throughout the years had grown exponentially. Um, so we figured out that instead of selling a two by four, that's eight foot long, we could cut that, put some added value into it and sell it to an industrial, uh, manufacturer that needed specific lengths and specific sizes that we could accommodate by cutting and, and putting some labor into, um, that it provided the, the lost sales that we didn't have a new construction and that business well, we started that in about 2000, and that had that had continually every year continued to grow um, to the point to where we needed to make some decisions in Dixon to figure out, do we focus on this? What do we focus on? Then when you throw in the Rockford expansion, we have four uh, family members with four different opinions and four different minds all basically having their own opinion of which way should the business go. Dad and wins, though, right? What's that? Dad wins. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that was that was the dynamic of our family is is we were all equal. Okay. And um, and that maybe been um, part of the downfall, but um, it started in two thousand eight with the recession, where Dixon was even, if not growing. And then Rockford was stagnant and and falling. Mm -hmm. And then they threw in the expansion of Windsor, which, again, I, did, I didn't agree with. And so I threw, in, uh, I threw in my vote and said no to the expansion, which then I was outvoted. And that basically started the end of the, the, the downfall of Kitzman's. Mm -hmm. um, the, it was a really good-looking building. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, yeah, it was just—it looked it was, awesome. It was, it was fantastic building. So the the infighting, the opinions, the the family dynamic, everything was um, was basically coming to a head in about 2010. Mm -hmm. And um, in 2010, uh, I was given an ultimatum, uh, basically by my family members. So they're still in business. I'm in business. Uh, we're all one company, but they said. Uh, um, you want to go your way, we want to go our way, we're either going to uh, fire you or you have to buy us out. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you were aware of that or not. I didn't. No, I was not aware um, of that. I, you know, that might have come up when, when we did the story, I know that, that there were two separate entities at that point. So in, in 2010, uh, I was given the ultimatum, and, and basically I, I sat back and said, you know, uh, I'm still young. I'm still ambitious. I still have a lot of things that I want to do. 
I guess we'll buy you out. Mm -hmm. And so I bought the Dixon location out in August of 2010 okay. and have been on my own since. And so when we, when we split the company, I took my customers, they kept their customers and, and I, I would say it worked well, um, in the short term because there was no more fighting. There was no more, mm -hmm. there was no more. Um, well, you, you have to look at it. the recession is going on. The, that just raises tensions. The, at the, that the point. recession is, yeah. the recession is, is still going on and it's really strong. Mm -hmm. And, um, it it finally put an end to to Kitzman's Rockford in in 2011. Yeah, and because of my um, diversification, mm -hmm. because of my um, I, I call it multiple revenue streams. I call it different things. Um, it, it weathered the storm. Yeah, and and once we weathered the storm, uh, we've been in a growth mode for the last. Gosh, five six years. I mean, it's it's been on fire. So, okay. So you know, what? How are things today with everybody? Right? You were all together for all the time, and now you're still doing the lumber thing now. And uh, you know, your dad's off doing something else. Scott lives up in Roscoe. What yes. does Susan do? Uh, Susan's still in the industry. She works for a um, a countertop um, fabricator out of the Chicagoland area. Okay, so everybody kind of went off and did their own thing and rebuilt. Everybody did their own yeah. thing, and um, and I still kept the store and still kept the name. Mm -hmm. So, is it you know, is it is it still a bone of contention between everybody, or is Christmas fine? You know, I I, I really I really feel that time heals a lot of wounds. Mm -hmm. um, my dad and I are, um, are are probably have a better relationship today than we ever have had. Mm -hmm. uh, What's the, what, I, is, what is he doing now? Uh, he's uh, working for a company called Home Lumber Company up in Whitewater, Wisconsin. I've seen the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're fairly big. Aren't they're they? really big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's so he uh, took his expertise and, and he then took went his off expertise and, yeah. and he knew the guys up there and and um, um, helped some out. Uh, my brother's a, a swim coach for. Uh, South Beloit, I Is believe. He? Yeah, because his daughter made state, right? His daughter yeah. made state, and um, yeah, well, yeah. So by the time this podcast comes out, <laughs> I'll have had you and your brother on uh, a radio show on Saturday talking correct, about swimming. Correct, okay, correct. Yeah, so he's up there and he's up in Roscoe. Um, okay, so let's talk about the recession going back and, mm -hmm. and going forward. Um, what lessons did you learn? Who I God, I hope we never have a recession that heavy again. But we're going to have recessions. Just that there's never growth forever. There's going to be what, an ebb and flow with the economy. If always. you know, if you're going to give, you know, this is the What Works podcast. If you're going to 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 use your hindsight as 2020 and say what things should people weigh uh, when you're you know when you're looking to expand or or try new things. Uh, in a in an economy that's been bumping along really well for a while, you know what you know. Looking back on it, looking forward, what what should people weigh when when they're thinking about things like that? You you have to you have to run your numbers. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that that you know that that you can at least cover your bases and expenses on a monthly basis. Once those numbers are met and and you think it's a go, then go for it. And your gut's going to tell you a lot of that. Um, you know, when, when I broke away in 2010 and went on my own, I didn't know if we were going to make it one year, two weeks. Yeah, because uh, by 2010, it's, it's, we're, 2010 was the worst economic year since 1980. Yeah. That's exactly correct. And um, 
I, I was thankful enough to have a, a friend in the banking business uh, down in Dixon. So when I, I pitched him the offer or the opportunity to say, hey, you know, would you like to, you know, should we buy a lumber yard and and he said, "Yep, that sounds like a great idea." So yeah, that had to be tough. That really would have to be a tough sell in 2010, right? Nobody's building anything. Yeah, and 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 for me, luckily enough, I, I went to one bank in the worst economic times that there was in our industry, and the bank said yes. So they 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 believed in me, and I was I was greatly thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So now we're like you said, you're, you've been in this growth mode. Have you ever decided thought of, hey, you know, Dixon, maybe I could expand go elsewhere and things like that or or are you just happy kind of doing what you do what i've done in the past few years is um is a lot of vertical integration um and what i mean by that is um i i i have my lumber yard and out of that lumber yard i supply my wood shop so my wood shops you know has its own customers and sales and that's provided by the lumber company Um, i've recently started uh, a trucking company. And the reason I got into the trucking business was um, basically to cut out the middleman. Um, yeah, I, was, I told you before the podcast, Jason's dad owns Todd Trucking. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, cutting yeah. out the Todd Trucking is the world. <laughs> well, you know, uh, with the government uh, and the trucking and the, uh, the the available trucks to haul goods, it's it's really tight out there right now. And so being a small business and waiting a week, 10, 10 days, two weeks to get product, it just didn't work for us. I mean, we were almost a just-in-time type of scenario. So by, by opening up a trucking company, um, we were able to pretty much guarantee our delivery times. Um, and we're able to buy Mill Direct, uh, which again, cutting out the middleman, um, and putting that freight on the back of my own truck, which costs less, mm-hmm. um, it, it was a win-win for us. So we're, we're hauling our own wood, which I've talked to, oh, I've talked to the mills. I've talked to, so they say, Steve, you, nobody's doing this. You're the only guy that we know that's doing this. So if, if, if that's vertical integration and I can, and I can either maintain or increase some profitability that way, then so be it. So you have your own trucking company. I do. So you're are you hauling for other people as well? We do. We okay. got our uh, we got our authority. In, you know, uh, when we had uh, Jason's dad in for a podcast, he was telling me all the all the hoops and stuff you got to jump it's, through. It's uh, amazing. It, it is it is amazing what you do have to what the truckers have to go through. Um, and and God bless the truckers. I mean, I'm telling you, they they do some amazing things. That is a it's a thankless job. Well, and it's and it's one that they're having problems filling. They right? can't. They can't fill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a trucker is is not a job. It's a lifestyle, and and you have to be willing to be away from your family throughout the week. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a a, a a driver that I have to slow him down. I tell him we're going to be home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and he goes, "Are you sure?" I go, "Yeah, we're sure you're going to be home," and uh, and that's the kind of guy that that it's a lifestyle to him and he's happy out on the road and um the the new electronic logs um it's basically a a gps tracking on your truck that um 
maintains that you're within the legal limits of driving. Right, because they 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 don't want truckers driving eighteen hour shifts anymore. No, and, and like no, that. and yeah. nobody wants to be unsafe. I mm-hmm. mean, everything's about safety, and and I don't certainly don't want anybody to be um, you know jeopardizing you know a family of four out on the interstate. I mean, we got to be safe, and we got to be smart about it. And and within the the guidelines that the that the government you can you can do your job. Mm-hmm. I, I you know it's it is a burden, but you can do your job, and and the and the freight will still flow. Interesting. So, okay, so you, you started your own trucking firm, vertical integration. Did I cut you off? Was there another route you were going? No, no. It's um, you know, it's it's not like I'm getting into the appliance business, right? You know, everything I do works around wood. Yeah. And um, and and whether it's it's hauling my own wood, cutting my own wood, the only thing I'm not doing is growing my own trees. Right. Obviously, that comes from growing up, right? I mean, yeah. Kitsman's Lumber was started yeah. when. Uh, the, fir- the original in, one started by your started dad. Started in New, Mil- New Milford, Illinois, in uh, 1977, I believe. All right, and then so okay, so then you would have been around eight, six, six, six. So at, all right, yes. what point did you start at the shop doing little odd jobs and things like when that? When I was when I was six. <laughs> well, were you sweeping up? We were sweeping. We were putting uh, stock away on the shelves. We were. We were waiting on customers, mm-hmm. um, and we've got the pictures on the wall down in the in Dixon to prove it. So, when um, was there ever a point in that recession where you said this maybe I had to go do something else? No, not okay. not for me. There wasn't a there wasn't an opportunity for me to say okay. I think I think the grass is greener doing something else. I, I graduated from college with a business degree. I probably could have done anything Where'd I wanted. Where'd you go to school again? I forgot. I graduated from Rockford College. Okay. It was called Rockford College back then. I think it's Rockford, Rockford Uni- University. Rockford now. University yep. today. Uh, in 95 and uh, got a business degree. And um, uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoy the, the wood industry. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing better than... than Supplying a project, looking at looking at it uh, under construction, looking at it go up, working with the people, working with your customers, picking out colors, yeah. doing all that stuff. Do you go around and and every once in a while just catch yourself saying, "Hey, uh, that's our woods in there." Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, I supply a um, a large manufacturing company in Dubuque, Iowa, and uh, and and they're they're part of the reason that gave me the confidence in in. In leaving in 2010, when when I did, you had a solid customer. I had a solid. Count I had a yeah. solid base, mm-hmm. and um, and and there's no there's no doubt that that they're um, they were they they provided my confidence and and my opportunity for growth. Uh, but this company, what they do is um, um, they use our product, our wood, in their product, and and so. I get a kick out of just knowing that that our stuff is out there going worldwide, and um, and it, it is it's truly a, an amazing thing. So we, we've been in the, I mean, it, since 2010 was the bottom. So theoretically, we've been in an economic recovery now for almost nine years. Yes, I was actually reading something today about uh, yield curves inverting, which is. Uh, you know, very technical. But mm-hmm. when I was reading it, that is something that uh, has happened before every single recession. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, looking back from 2008, when the signs were coming, you know, have you, have, you feel you're prepared this time around when, when the... 
I, I because feel recessions will happen. They're recessions, going to happen. Recessions are going to happen. Um, where we are at right now is, uh, um, again, our, our 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 solid customer base is is going to is going to uh, provide that um, uh, that comfort level. Mm-hmm. I guess is is a good way of saying it. Um, there's there's no there's no true formula for for success other than knowing that um, what you have going and the sales and the customers that you do have are going to be there with you, good or bad. Mm-hmm. The, and when you're talking about your family and stuff, we had um, Beefaroo in here, mm-hmm. uh, and we just had Melissa Pratt. She's one of those four uh, brothers and sisters that now run it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, none of them have titles. They have all kind of figured out what they want to do. So, you know, when you talk to them, they've kind of figured out family business kind of stuff. Um, just from, you know, again, this is the What Works podcast. When you're working with family members, look back on, on that whole 2010 split. I, I'm sure it's, it, it's still painful to think about. Very painful. So if you're in a family business, how do you keep, how do you keep the family part separate from the business part? It is extremely difficult. Um, I think everybody in their life should go through it once, once <laughs> with their family members. It's, it, I, I think everybody should do that. But you know, it you you have you have everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has um, their own ways of 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 moving the business forward. And if you're not all on the same page, it's just not going to work. And that's that was pretty much the 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 end to us was we weren't on the same page and um um there was there were there were no more business meetings it was family blow-ups basically i mean the fighting and the 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 tumultuous phone calls and the emails and it, it just it was, well, it was and you guys were hit by a tsunami that oh absolutely i you know i was going through a divorce at that time and i was going to heartland uh, they, cause they had a divorce uh, recovery thing, Heartland Community Church. And one of, you know, I did that two or three times just because, you know, I liked being in the same room with people going through the same problem, <laughs> right? Um, one of them was a, a construction company. Mm-hmm. And so we were starting, so I, another person I had talked to at the paper occasionally the quotes and now we're sitting there together and his story was he was a millionaire. He had, um, he had all these subdivisions under construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had all these lots, you know, mm-hmm. he had, he had, had started buy lots because you had to be competing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had all this money in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he couldn't do anything with it. No. So um, he went from being a millionaire to living with his 90-year-old parents and uh, in in, in his wife divorcing him in one year. It, and so it's just, you know, that tsunami just took out so many great business people. It, it took out, it, it took out a lot of great business people and, and in, in our industry, a lot of independent lumber yards. A lot of, uh, nobody's come back. We, it's no. not, we haven't seen any new lumber yards starting up in Rockford. What was Schmaling? Is that it? Schmaling is it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I, I think we're a dying breed. Um, you know, with the big box stores out there, um, I think people are just coming to the realization that you can you can do everything that that we could supply with those big box stores. Um, well, that kind of made you be almost more entrepreneurial, right? With you have Dundee. to be. Yeah. yeah, you almost have to be. I mean, yeah, people ask me, "How do you compete?" Well, we don't. I mean, you you're never going to. 
uh, you have to do your thing. And if people people buy from me because they like me, I mean, that's not because I'm the cheapest. It's it's not because I'm the largest. It's they either like me or they don't like me, and um, and that's just it. And and I've got a, a, a like I say a, a great group of customers down in Dixon, and um, and um, we're really happy with it. Well, that's a good way to end it. Steve, thank you very much for making the trip up here. You're welcome. Thank Um, you for having me. We'll talk again on Saturday. That sounds great. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot. Uh The What Works Podcast is a production of Thinker Ventures. Learn more at thinkerventures.com. 